Hello there, friends, and look who it is. We've got Nick Martin, center for the Houston Texans, just hanging out on a Zoom, just like we always do, man, when we're talking together, talking through the computer. How's life these days? Uh, it's different, obviously. Uh, you know, made the best of it. Um, a lot of family time with the wife, which is actually awesome. Um, it's been good, you know. Getting, We've actually been getting in touch with a lot of old friends um, from hometown and college, doing Zoom meetings or FaceTime or whatever. So trying to reach out and talk to everyone. I'm going to touch on that in a little bit, but I want to go back about a week. We heard from Bill O'Brien and uh, Jack Easterby and Cal McNair last week, and one of the things that came out of that conference call was you loading up your truck with a lot of weightlifting equipment from the weight room. Tell us that story, how that all went down, and, and what's going on now, because it was something that O'Brien was, was praising you for and saying good things about you for it. Yeah, you know, obviously, um, no one knows what lies ahead, but it's it's not a time off. You got to keep working, keep grinding. Um, you know, football's gonna be back at some point, and that's our job. Um, so we kind of came up with a plan. I talked to Mike, and obviously, we got the green light from O'Brien. <clears throat> just when we knew if someone like this was gonna happen, almost like a contingency plan to get some weights um, just in my garage so I can continue to work out and um, you know try to just continue to get better. Would you get like a hex bar, a bench? What was going on there? Yeah, I mean, just kind of like the essentials, like you said, hex bar, bench, you know, enough plates, um, just enough to be able to continue to work out and get stronger. You know, I did one of these about a week ago with Jacob Martin, outside linebacker for the Texans, and he said he was in sort of a similar – well, you're all in the same situation, but he said he outfitted his garage into a home gym, and he did so in the span of about 72 hours. He was going on Amazon, leaning on Mike Eubank, the guy you, you just mentioned, Mike, uh, it's the head strength and conditioning coach. What's what's your where is this all st now? Is it in your garage? Is it someplace? Yeah, else it's in my house? garage actually. It's kind of um, it's kind of cool actually. It's kind of fun just because um, it always takes you back to high school. You know, even before <laughs> that, when you just um, anything you know, push ups, pull ups, um, crunches, like anything you can get done and get a sweat and get stronger, you start doing, it. and that's how it kind of all started. So it kind of brings you back to your roots. Um, you know, you get used to having nice things and obviously college and recruiting is just crazy now. And the NFL, obviously you have nice weight rooms. So it's kind of nice getting back to your roots. Yeah. So what is a typical day like for you? You mentioned you keep in touch with family and friends via FaceTime. We've touched on the, the, the working out stuff. What's a day like for you? Because this is the time of year where, you know, you're around the building a lot of the time, but you don't have to be there. Off-season yeah. conditioning doesn't start until April 20th or wasn't supposed to start until April 20th. What do you do day to day? I think it's uh, really the most important thing is keep a routine. I'm a huge routine guy, and, you know, most people playing the NFL are. Um, so, you know, like I said, waking up, working out every day, getting that workout in, eating protein shakes throughout the day. You know, you got to keep your weight and um, strength up. And then a lot of family time. So, you know, I talk to my parents and my brother, my brother, both my brothers are almost every day. Mm -hmm. my, my, uh, my brother in Dallas has a – I got a nephew. I'm a godfather to a one-year-old son, so, or his son. So, uh, you know, FaceTime him. He's the first grandchild, so it's fun seeing him. Um, and then just kind of spending time with the wife, you know, cooking dinner, uh, just hanging out, really. All right. We're going to get into the cooking a little bit, too. But uh, how about your teammates? You, you, you heard from many of them. What are they up to that, that you hear from? Same thing, really. Um, you know, especially the guys in Houston. Everyone's just trying to find a place to work out, you know, sneak on a field here or there, not get in trouble, but get some field work in. Um, so it's kind of the same thing. Everyone's kind of in the same boat, to be honest. So when this all ends and we're back to football, what's your level of optimism for the 2020 offensive line? Because you're an optimistic guy in general, but I imagine it's a little bit higher this time around, knowing with what you got there around you uh, there at center. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, Jack and uh, OB did an unbelievable job, especially Deb, you know, putting this group together. And the nice thing, honestly, is we're going to have some um, cohesion and, you know, everyone's going to be back for the first time in a long time. So we're going to have guys who played for, with each other, like, through a whole season and then continue on that. And that's what we want to continue, keep playing with each other, get, keep getting better. Obviously, LT doing his thing at left tackle. Everyone knows how good he is. Um, you know, Max taking that big step, which most rookies do into their second year. Um, Fulton doing his thing. He's a pro. He's been in the league, you know, forever now. And then Titus getting healthy and coming back on the field and just being the, you know, the finisher he is. Um, so it's going to be fun having all those guys back. And like you said, having a year under our belt and continuing building on that in year two. You had a really solid year as well. How much did you grow in 2019 and improve in your eyes on an individual basis, would you say? Uh, I think I did well. You know, you're, you're fighting, scratching, clawing to get better each day, whether it's uh, film room, practice field. Um, you just really have to find one thing to get better each day. You can't focus on too much or it's not going to happen. Um, but, you know, it's kind of cliche, but you either get better or you get worse every day. So you just kind of choose one thing out and uh, work on that each day. You're still a relatively young player in terms of experience in the NFL. But next to you on the left was Max Sharping. He was a rookie last year. How much growth did you see out of him? Uh, there's an ice cream truck outside. Sorry. I haven't seen that. That's all right. I got kids down the hall screaming. It's, um, yeah. Same boat. Uh, what was the question? Sorry. I said, you, you know, you're relatively still pretty a young man in, in NFL terms. Next to you was rookie Max Sharping last year. How much growth did you see from him? A ton. And he, he's one of those guys you can tell early on. He, he's a professional. He does everything the right way. Comes to work, found his routine. Um, obviously very intelligent and bright, which it, it helps. You know, the NFL is not easy. Um, so I think he's going to make a – I mean, obviously he grew first year, but I think he'll make a big jump in year two as well. Yeah, and kind of the same sort of thing with Titus Howard. You know, I, I spoke with him in December right before he exited with the knee injury, or maybe it was November. But he had said a really big thing for him – was coming back and playing in that London game after missing a little bit of time with the knee injury. He said he proved a lot to himself and thought he, you know, kind of helped himself in the eyes of his teammates. Not that he necessarily needed it, but that was a big stepping stone, a big mile marker for him. What is he and what does the future hold for him, you think? I mean, the sky's the limit for him. That, that was big. It really was, you know, should everyone, which we knew, but I mean, just, you know, putting into action how much he cares about the team, putting the team first, um, which he does every day. And he's uh he's gonna be good, man. He's a he's a finisher. You know, he gets in there and he wants to destroy people, which which is really good. And that's what you want on the line. That's what who you want to play next to. Um, so I'm excited for year two for him as well. Yeah, and on top of that, last week on Twitter we heard Kenny Still say that uh, Titus Howard is the funniest of the Houston Texans. A is that true? And B, why would Still say such a thing? Uh, I would say it is true. And he's just, yeah, he's just a country kid that kind of says what comes to his mind and, um, you know, happy-go-lucky. Like, you can't, yeah. he can't, he doesn't really get down. Um, and it is, it's funny. Some of the stuff comes in his mouth is, is hilarious, and we love it. It brings a lot to the room, for sure, on and off the field. We've heard him sing, too. He's got a decent singing voice, doesn't he? He does. We made him sing uh, Kane Brown. I think Kane Brown is his favorite. And uh, we made him sing for us early rookie year. He's actually not bad. <laughs> all right well when this all finishes what's got you most excited just as an offense not necessarily the offensive line but offensively what can you guys do this year maybe that you didn't have done in years past I think the biggest thing for us is consistency um obviously there's games where we just blow it out of the water and then kind of that up and down roller coaster that we just need to be 
um, consistent every day, every game. Because um, obviously we have so many weapons, we can put up points. We've got to continue to do that. Nick Martin, a little football talk, always good stuff. And now we got to transition to the Drews Dozen. You've done this before. It was training camp when we last did it. We were standing on uh, the field. So we're going to mix things up this time around. We're going to do kind of the, the COVID-19 version of it. So what's Fair the enough. guiltiest pleasure that you're missing these days with this all in place? Not necessarily like seeing people or traveling, but the guilty pleasure that you can kind of – yeah, Guilty shit. pleasure. Man, I, I I like a good like juicy burger every once in a while. And obviously we've been we've been eating pretty pretty dang healthy, which is good, obviously. So I would say maybe like a you know, five guys burger or something like that. Just <laughs> All normal right. that guy alignment. That'll yeah. work. Jacob Martin went with a massage, you know, because he can't do that these days. So that's a good but a burger is always good as well. That that, that is acceptable. Yeah, What's the first thing you're gonna do when this Shelter and play, all this stuff ends. What's the first thing you're you're looking forward to doing? Um, seeing family, to be honest, definitely that. Um, I also love going to the movie theater. So you know, yeah. going to see a, a movie at the theater, get a you know bucket of popcorn. So two things: family first, obviously, but movies. You know, of course, of course. those are two two good answers. What uh, yeah. what movie are you most looking forward to this summer? Oh man, see, I don't look that far ahead. I usually go like day of, night before. The only reason I, I ask that is because I know that Top Gun is coming out, and like yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I heard there's a recreation of the volleyball scene. You know, jeans, <laughs> no shirt. So it'll be interesting to see you know 30 years later, whatever it is. <laughs> I guess they have to do that, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. How are you? What do you? Which do you prefer, beach volleyball or pool volleyball, or volleyball on a volleyball court like in a gym? Oh man, probably pool volleyball. Just yeah. a little bit uh, less. Less on the joints and the knees, you know, especially for a big guy. You know, you're, uh, one of your assistant coaches, TJ Yates, he helped with the offensive line last year. When he was a rookie in 2011, he had to come into the game. And I'm sure you've heard the stories, but he came into a game after Matt Leinert got injured. And he had come in after Matt Schaub had gotten injured, the starter. So TJ is the third guy. He was a fifth-round pick, comes in the game, and the Texans wind up winning that one, win a few more. He wins a playoff game, et cetera, et cetera. But in that first game, yeah. it was in Jacksonville. And afterwards, they're asking a guy named Connor Barwin, played off uh, outside linebacker. Right. Hey, uh, what do you think of TJ? You know, what do you th- what's your confidence in him? And Connor said it was, it was the greatest because it was a lockout, you know, leading up to that season. And while they were in the lockout, they were working out on their own, kind of like a little bit like now. Not the yeah. same, obviously, but a little bit like now. And he said, oh, I got all the confidence in the world in TJ. He was on my pool volleyball team during the lockout. So if you want to ever uh, tell TJ or, uh, a pool volleyball. Anyways, I've meandered too far. Jeez. All right. What's your show nah, to watch? <laughs> what's your show, show to watch, watch right now that you're binging Okay, so on? we just we just started Ozarks. So that's going to be the new one to binge. A lot of so buzz good. about it. Have you seen it? We watched episode one last night, and it was – man, it was intense. A lot happened. Yes. So we're looking forward to that. I'm in the middle of the third season. Yeah, it's that's one of my shows. I love that show. Great, great stuff. Okay, yeah. We've heard a lot of good things, so we're about to binge that pretty hard. All right. Yeah, he keeps – he finds a way. Marty Bird finds a way to sink lower and lower and lower and still get out of it. It's amazing. So, I mean, even episode one, he had to do a lot, so we'll, we'll see. <laughs> okay, uh, how much – so how much FaceTiming slash Zooming are you doing these days? You, you mentioned family and friends. How many hours a day do you think you're doing that? It's a lot. You know, it's funny. Uh, even yesterday, you know, I, I talked to my parents probably about every day. 
least 20, 30 minutes, sometimes longer. I talked to my buddy from Michael Glinchy for like 40 minutes yesterday. Yeah. Talked to my brother for at least 30 to half an hour. I mean, a couple, I mean, definitely a couple hours for sure. Nice. Um, there's no what's doubt the, about it. What's the loudest NFL stadium you ever played in? Loudest NFL. Okay. What was the I, game? I mean, Saints week one was pretty – Say I got three. Saints week one, uh, Seattle a couple years ago, or Denver's pretty gets pretty loud too. But I would say the Saints this on Monday Night Football this year was pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, I've been I've been working for the Texans since the start of the 09 season, and that that Monday nighter that you're talking about, it's the loudest place I've ever been. I mean, I yeah, I had a headache that night when I got home, and I don't I didn't I never. Oh yeah, it, it's crazy. Man. Yeah, I mean, you love it as you live for those moments as a player, especially offensive line, <clears throat> the communication, everything has to take place. You know, when you can. You literally can't hear a guy five inches from you. So it's, it's always fun trying to, you know, play in that atmosphere. Wow, what a wild environment. How about college-wise? You played at Notre Dame, so you played in a lot of huge games. What was the loudest game you ever oh, yeah. played in for the Fighting Irish? Uh, well, Notre Dame's, I mean, number one for sure. That stadium, go Irish, absolutely. Uh, I would say the – so the best is always – I mean, the big house is loud. Yeah. Um, 110,000, the Bulls like straight down. Uh, the Clemson, when we actually – we played Deshaun, should have beat him. Came down in a two-point conversion. Still haunts me. Uh, but that was very loud, that Clemson game. There's usually always one more that I uh, talk about. It's not hitting me right now. But Clemson – oh, Florida State. We played Florida State where we should have – it was – I don't know if you remember the game. You probably don't, but – It's vaguely, yeah. Yeah, they were, on, they were on that, like, crazy streak. We ran, like, a rollout pass. It was, like, a rubber out. We – it was, like, a movie. We scored one. Late, late, late flag comes in. And then we get backed up 15 yards. They call it legal rubber out, which every team ran, never gets called. And then we, you know, 15 yards back, we ended up not scoring. So we pretty much, you know, it was one of those crazy things where like, you think you win, all of a sudden that late flag comes in. So yeah, Florida State comes in and then big house and obviously Notre Dame at number one. Yeah, it's a murderer's row of stadiums right there. Those are. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. That's amazing. What's the first car or what was the first car you had? Oh, a 98 Jeep Cherokee. Jeep Grand Cherokee is awesome. Wow. Okay. We drove that. My oldest, we drove, it was my oldest brother and my middle brother and me got it. And then my oldest brother took it back after I was in college. He literally drove that. The chair wasn't even like connected. Like the <laughs> driver's seat chair was duct taped down by the end of it. It was awesome. That's a true first car when you got to duct tape it down. That's awesome. Uh, nuts in brownies, delicious or inexcusable? Uh, inexcusable. That's the correct uh, answer. I like I like I like nuts and cashews and everything, but in your brownie now, it's just straight brownie. Straight no way, Jose. What's your favorite Easter candy? I feel like Easter candy. Oh, Reese Reese eggs for sure. They're better than the peanut butter eggs. Reese the Reese eggs are phenomenal. My wife did bring home some strawberry uh, jelly beans. They're pretty good. Oh, right. Okay, uh, describe to me the perfect steak dinner. Ribeye, medium rare, um, Pittsburgh style, that extra char. Oh, what's wait? What, what's Pittsburgh style? I didn't, I've never heard of that. Oh, it's just like a little extra char on top. Okay. So they, you kind of get an extra little like crunch, but still medium. I actually, I tried, uh, it's actually really good. If you go rare, filet rare Pittsburgh style, so like extra char is really good. But I would only do that with the filet. But definitely most is um, Pittsburgh style, ribeye, medium rare. All right. Nick Martin, this has been a Drew's Dozen. It's always good to talk to you. We appreciate the time. Stay safe. Keep working out in the gym and uh, or the garage, both. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up again very, very soon. Sound good? All right. Sounds good, Drew.